We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 20th, 2016. And today's study is primarily going to be focused on the things that could be developing within the next 60 days, uh, primarily leading up to Donald Trump officially becoming the president and uh, shortly thereafter. Because it's a very potentially volatile time frame. A lot of things could be happening. I have mentioned this a lot of this before. And um, I just felt like I really needed to do a study where we kind of focused in on that. Uh, because it could be something that really is, is, is in our face pretty much uh, very shortly. So, first report is entitled, It is now much more dangerous in America as the snowflakes become deadly. If you don't know what that means, you'll know in a second. We are seeing encouraging economic news reported, all citing Donald Trump's election win as the cause. While at the same time we are noting that the problem of social justice warrior snowflakes is far, from, is far more dangerous than they originally appeared to be throughout the last few years. Now these are the, um, obviously what we're in reference to here are the social justice warrior, um, particularly millennials, that are literally just going insane over the fact that Trump won and throwing temper tantrums and screaming and kicking and, and having to have all kind of therapy sessions and stuff because Trump won and Hillary wasn't able to actually obviously rig the election even though she tried everything she could possibly do I believe to rig it it wasn't enough there was just too much of and that's what I had said before that it's really really tough even in a very very corrupt society to rig a landslide and I think this is what you're you're dealing with here uh, millions and millions I heard six to seven million dead people voted and they all voted for Hillary <laughs> coincidentally enough <laughs> and then all of the millions of illegal aliens and they were letting them pour in you know at an unprecedented rate all the way up and I'm sure they're, they're still letting this happen Obama's letting this happen he wants to make sure that as he exits he leaves the country in the worst possible position the most destabilized position that it can be so <clears throat> when the new world order gets ready to pull the trigger on whatever they're going to end up doing to the economy they will have a lot of things already in place and it will be very very easy to blame it on Trump from their perspective I, I think that it may not work out as easily as they think it is but again I don't have a crystal ball I can't say 100% sure uh, when how they're going to do all of this but it seems to be that would be what they would be gearing up for uh, <clears throat> so going forward here when when speaking of the of the little college snowflakes the ones that need teddy bear hugging classes play-doh and coloring books this is things that they're literally doing at college campuses public universities they're having teddy bear hugging classes to um, for all of the traumatized little snowflakes entitled little millennial snowflakes that are just absolutely devastated over Trump's win um, play-doh and coloring books th th these are all documented things if you look them up they're doing it different college campuses across America for these incredibly uh, pathetic human beings 
that need this type of, quote, therapy. These are people that are going to literally beg for the mark of the beast. This is a, this is a generation that, from what I can see, for the most part, and I understand there's, there's ex exceptions, obviously, but for the most part, it is a generation that has been captured. And, and Hitler said that, in, in his administration said that many times, just give me the, give me the youth, you know, and that generation is eventually going to grow up and then they're going to usurp the older generation. And, and if you can let me brainwash them from an early, from, from a very, very early age. And in this case, it's not just brainwashing, it's brainwashing on so many levels though. You have the social media, you have the, the video games, you have Hollywood, you have the public school systems, which are just wreaking devastation. And then they go into the into the public colleges, which just really finishes off the job the public school system started. I mean, it is this is what we're going to be talking a lot about today. Really, literally, the enemy within being the younger generations that are coming up. And my my daughter's witnessed a ton of this as of late, and it's just been very very disturbing for her to see so many. And their true colors really showed when hillary lost and all of the of the the crybaby uh and then there's death threats by them to i mean it, it just goes on we're going to be looking at it today extensively and to really see the extent of this and knowing that the generation behind the millennials is, is even worse because they're even more brainwashed then you have the whole thing where you figure in the vaccine schedules and how so many of these uh children from you know a very very early age are, are medicated i mean i cannot tell you how many of like my own daughters who you know she has a lot of christian friends and the majority of them are not just on one medication but multiple medications and these families that that are locked into the medical system see evidently no problem with their children being on multiple medications pharmacy and so much of the time it's for psychotropic mental problems like depression and this and that and so much of the of that is caused by the molly coddling of this of these these generations growing up now i understand there's exceptions obviously and so i don't want to make some blanket statement but i'm saying for the most part this is what i've seen the medication thing alone is just unbelievable and now you understand i mean the the root word for um you know pharmacia which is where we translate the word sorcery from and then the bible talks about in revelation that they're gonna you know the devil and the false prophet are gonna basically seduce the whole world through their sorceries and the, and the and the whore of babylon and through their sorceries well part of that meaning is not just black magic but it's also i do believe the pharmacia it's see the pharmacia is what gets you into the mental mind state to be susceptible to the true black magic, to be susceptible to true demonic infestation. It's well known in black magic ceremonies that even like, and I've said this many times, the witches and the warlocks or whatever, you know, hey, they got to go sacrifice a little baby. Even if they're evil, a lot of times they don't want to do that. That's not something that they're, you know, gung-ho about. But you get, you get enough drugs pumped into them you get enough of those demons you get enough of the walls coming down because of the drugs because the drugs literally open doors for the demons to come in well then it's no problem they don't have any problem sacrificing babies or animals or whatever they're going to do it puts them in the right state of mind not only that it gets them way more demon infested and the demon infestation is an ongoing process that gets we're, we're talking about every 
every week they've got more demons okay if they're doing this type of activity so the pharmacia is integral and i i truly believe and i'm not saying all medications you know you take a aspirin or something in your demon i'm not saying that i'm but i'm really in reference more so to the pharmacia that is mind altering you know prozac and, and these types of of medications and then also the ones there there's so much of the of the younger generation now hooked on all kind of drugs and the pot that they've got now i guess is just like you know marijuana on steroids i mean it's literally so much more powerful than than it was before you know hydroponic and they got all these things that they're doing they're probably genetically mod who knows what they're doing but it is so much more potent and, and it's so much more um i guess you would even say addictive it's a totally different animal so the drugs are more hardcore there's more of the drugs you've got this flaca you've got i mean cocaine's just you know not to say that they don't do that but that's just one of the many now whereas before like in the 80s it was one of the main ones and i'm not saying you can't get demon infested off cocaine but i'm saying it's just one of the many now you've got all these these drugs that they do in the clubs mollies and and stuff like this and um you're depleting not only are, are you getting good and demon infested from these drugs but you're also depleting your own brain chemistry Many of the times you're burning out your own adrenals because that's what these drugs do is they tap into your own neurophysiology. They tap into your own biochemistry reserve in your body, okay? And what you're doing from a very young age is God gave you a certain amount of these chemicals, okay, to get you through a lifetime. And what is happening is, is when you take all these pharmacia meds, you're, you're basically, and this is why I think when you see somebody on meth, like the average lifespan of somebody somebody that's on meth is I think three to five years. I mean, they're dead within three to five years. You are burning through all that brain neurochemistry that was meant to get you through a lifetime. You're burning through it in like three to five years. The trade-off is you get this unbelievable high or whatever for this particular time period. And then you crash. because And when you crash... You feel 10 times worse. You, you feel unbelievably depressed You because all your neurochemistry has been depleted. The feel-good things in your brain, those things have been depleted. So then what do you want to do? You want to get high again. You want to take more Oxycontin, which is one of the main things that they have wanted to get people hooked on. Opiate-based painkillers, which all started happening, I would have to say, kind of in the more so in the 90s. I saw it firsthand. I saw people come in as I, I was a chiropractor treating patients. And, you know, I was working with some MDs on and off. And these MDs were prescribing car accident victims, some of them, um, like Oxycontin. And I'm like, I started researching. I'm like, hold on. This is for, like, end-stage cancer use. Like, when there is no hope, you give them Oxycontin. Very, very incredibly addictive. But they looked at it like, well, okay, it's like hospice care. You give them Oxycontin because... You're just trying to keep palliative comfort. You're trying to give palliative comfort care to the patient uh, and, and not let them die in agony. I, okay, I get that. I understand that concept. But this is not what they were giving it for, okay? They were giving it for like, you know, yeah, I had a, uh, uh, let's say, a bulging disc at L5 and or a protrusion or something like that. At L5. We're, we're not talking about even surgical cases. And these people are getting Oxycontin. And I saw patients that were decent people one day. 
become like the next day, literally the day after they're on Oxycontin, like they're different. Like they would rob Peter to pay Paul to stay on this drug. All of this is what I'm telling you has been done by design, by the New World Order. And I believe that as we've guarded the poppy fields over in Afghanistan, which was one of the main reasons that we invaded that region, literally, opium production exploded. It's documented. Our troops have guarded it. It's not up for debate. I've seen interviews of troops on, I mean, and they weren't even trying to hide it. Well, and they would say, well, it's because, you know, it's their only livelihood. Are you kidding me? No, it's, it's because they want more opiates in the system so that the pharmacia can make more drugs get more people addicted to these things the youth nowadays are are doing all kinds of stuff with these medications and that's just one aspect of it i'm telling you i mean i grew up like in the 80s primarily as a teenager and this stuff did not exist in the 80s i mean i would we had like pot and alcohol back then i mean especially as i mean it's not like you had access to cocaine back then unless you were some rich kid or something i mean i really or crack maybe you know that was when the but that was mostly like likely in the inner cities and stuff I, yeah i had a couple of my friends i mean i grew i ran with a rough crowd i went to a private school but i ran with a we were like the party animals i was probably the chief party animal i mean i used to hold parties every single weekend in my parents you know half million dollar house and they didn't care they were that like they were considered the cool parents and, and i was the one that threw the big parties and i had the pool table and the pool and the spa and i would invite a whole bunch of people over and and you know i like i said i <laughs> i consider the pit from whence i was dug man i i was wild okay and i'm telling you as wild as i was we didn't have access to this kind of stuff it was like most likely pot or alcohol and or alcohol that was the main things and nowadays it's a whole other different animal that show drugs inc and i'm not saying that's a good show but i have watched some of that and i cannot even they go from like city to city to city and they show the drug culture and they show what the prevalent drugs are and it's it's just it is absolutely mind-blowing what is going on particularly in the cities okay it's no wonder we see this degradation of society and the youth being degraded there's so many reasons why the millennials and the the generations coming up and it's so many reasons why they're messed up you know and from that standpoint it is a horrible thing because a lot of them this is all they've ever known and it really is but it has produced a generation that is um for the most part i know there's exceptions but that I really truly see lining up and begging for the mark of the beast when it all is said and done, you know, because most of them are not going to fight for righteousness there. It's like when a tree is small and you mess with the tree when it's in its infancy or anything in it's in its infancy, they're going to bear the scars of that as they grow up. And they're, they're most likely going to be much more shaped by what happened to them at a very early age. And this is what I see with the youth nowadays, you know, a very, very, I mean, messed up, highly emotionally unstable, um, vaccinated to the gills with, on multiple medications, which is like the norm. I can't even remember one of my friends growing up. I can remember like in, in like 
elementary school, like second grade, there was a kid in my class that was on an asthma medication. That was a big deal. Now it's like, you know, asthma's just through the roof. Thanks to the GMOs and the vaccines and, and all that. I mean, but I remember children growing up when I was in elementary school that if you knew anybody that was on a medication, it was like, whoa. That's like, man, they're, they must be sick. They must be, there, there was a stigma almost about it. Like, wow, I can't believe you're actually on a medication. That's just crazy. I mean, other than, I don't, I'm not talking about being on antibiotics. I'm talking about people that were on medications permanently for some, and, but at most it was like one or two things. Now it's the norm as far as I could see to be on multiple medications that are mind altering that have demonic components it's just it's incomprehensible to me and as i was just talking right now these verses came into my head and i don't even know if i've ever even repeated these verses online but it's proverbs um, 30 verse um 11 and and down and it says, and, and this so much reminds me when I watch these videos of these demon-infested uh, millennials, and a lot of them are college kids, and, and, and how deluded, how far gone they are, how evil they are. I, I mean, to, to arrive at the conclusion that, and again, this has nothing to do with Trump, but, but to be so devastated over the most wicked woman who has ever probably ever been in government, you know, possibly on the planet. I mean, um, all of her crimes, the the, the body of, of, of evil that she's produced, and to see the way that they're reacting and what they're doing and the threatening and the temper tantrums and the wickedness, these verses really remind me of this generation and it says proverbs 30 verse 11 there is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother well that would be standard procedure for them they wouldn't you know they, they think they're owed this they're entitled most of them there is a generation in the next verse there is a generation that is pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness and what better example than this generation and it's only going to get worse they're pure in their own eyes they they literally think they're on the side of right they and Hollywood and every wicked evil mass media media pundit prostitute media they literally think they're on the side of of their so-called righteous cause and it's so obvious they're on the side of satan why because they're pure in their own eyes they're pure in their own eyes. They're so blinded by the devils that infest them that they literally think they're on, they're on the cause of righteousness, their own version of whatever righteousness they purport. And that we're all the ones in the wrong on the other side. But they're pure in their... That, what does that also say? They're prideful. When you're pure in your own eyes, even if you're a Christian, that's pride, okay? We need to always consider the pit from whence we are dug. You know, if we say we have no sin, the, the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we're not walking around, even as Christians, in sinless perfection all the time. I mean, you know what I mean? Only Jesus Christ did that. Now, it doesn't give us a license to sin, but, you know, um, going for, forward, there's a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. They're proud. 
okay? What does pride do? It blinds you. Pride is basically the first sin of the Bible, okay? Where? Well, Lucifer, when he fell, which was before the Garden of Eden, okay? And he took one-third of the angels with him. Well, what does it say about him? It says that because of his merchandise, his great possessions that Lucifer evidently had, and because of his beauty, he was lifted up. Okay, so that was pride. And then what happened is he said, oh, I will be like the Most High. I will ascend under the sides of the earth. He was going to try to literally usurp God and evict God out of heaven. That's how deluded he became. And that's what I see with these, these, these uh, generations that are coming up now. The delusion. I really see that, that they are the enemy within. They are like the fifth column here. And um, I was going to say this later, but uh, my daughter overheard a couple of these um, millennials that were grieving over this Trump win. And you know what they said the other day when she heard this? And she said she overheard them and they said, you know, here's the bottom line, so-and-so. All we got to do is wait till they die off and we're, we're going to take over. That's their mindset, all they got to do is wait till mommy and daddy dies off is basically what they're saying. And then it says there is a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. Yeah, that kind of seems like they'd have that, that mindset, doesn't it? You know? That's their mindset. They're waiting for us to die off. Because they, can you imagine if they ruled the world? If we were killed off and that there was no, you know, no, like Christianity present, no holy, I mean, oh my word. Because they're going to bring the world to such a better place, in other words. Talk about a hell on earth. Um, so how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up? There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. They don't have any real compassion. They could say that they're social justice warriors all day long. All they really care about is whatever wicked cause. And it's always some unrighteous evil, like pro-abortion pro-muslim i mean the most wicked things you could possibly get behind that's what they get behind with with just unbelievable fervor okay and the things that come out of their mouth the death threats the cursing the whatever their teeth are as swords their jaw teeth are as knives to devour the poor from off the earth i mean so it's just it's really really um disconcerting in a sad state of affairs. And this Trump win really brought out the true colors on a scale that I've never seen before. I guess I knew it was there, but it's the scale now. And I really do believe that it could be getting worse and worse and worse, especially if Trump starts to implement some of what he's talked about. And that goes against what their um, wishes are, okay? uh it's just unbelievable so they've got they've got teddy bear hugging classes plato and coloring books I'm, none of this is exaggerating they do have this stuff going on at public universities this isn't even high schools it might be going to high schools too but you know grown adult public universities this is going on because it's so pathetic uh cry-ins and save spaces because of their inability to handle the fact that the candidate of their choice didn't win the presidential election. One might think the only danger um, 
from them is getting hit when they throw their binkies or they may nail you with a rattler. Uh, but we are now noting now that snowflakeism, and yes, I made that word up, the guy that wrote the article, is even more prevalent throughout society than we had originally given them credit for and is dangerous indeed. For example, these dangerous little snowflakes are now threatening death threats to members of the Electoral College, as reported by WorldNet Daily. One of Michigan's 16 electors who will be called upon to cast a vote validating the election of Donald Trump in the Electoral College has testified on video that he and others in the state are receiving dozens and dozens of death threats. Why? Because these little devils didn't get their way. Most of them didn't even go out to vote, and but they just figured it was a foregone conclusion because... That's what lamestream media was was pumping down their throats the whole time. And I, it was one of the things I was praying for is that, yes, God, let them be proud. Let them be overconfident. Let them, let them be that way. Because ultimately, if they would have all turned up to vote with the rigging that went on with Hillary, it probably would have been enough. But they didn't. They're so lazy, most of them, and they thought it was such a foregone conclusion that, no, they, they didn't even show. So now when they realized that it wasn't going their way and that Hillary had lost, they're just going gonzo nuts crazy over the fact that they didn't get their way. Um, but they've been receiving uh, dozens and dozens of death threats from Hillary Clinton supporters urging them to switch their votes to Clinton, the Electoral College. BuzzFeed reported Thursday that the Not My President Alliance, a national anti-Donald Trump protest group, has released the personal information of dozens of Electoral College members in states that voted Republican. A spreadsheet, and this is all fine. The mainstream media is 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 blessing it. Obama's blessing it. It's all. Fine. Can you imagine if, if the Trump supporters did any of this? If like we hadn't, if they had were able to rig it, and we were publishing Democratic Electoral College people. Their all their particulars online. Can you imagine the outrage? Can you can you just even fathom that? Uh, they'd probably be martial law just from that alone. Um, a spreadsheet distributed to supporters Wednesday included the electors' personal phone numbers, <laughs> personal phone numbers, addresses, religions, races, genders, and candidate preference. I mean, you publish somebody's where they live. You can't, I mean, what is the person going to do? The only option they would really have if they're going if they're going to be targeted, if they're feared for life, is to move. That's a big deal. But they don't care. They could care less. As long, they just want their way because they're little babies that didn't get their way. And they're and they're so they're going nuts. The group hope, hopes its members and citizens around the country will contact electors and pressure them to change their vote from Trump to another candidate before December 19th. That's not even legal. Those votes have already been cast. The election's already done. You can't just go back and change everything so that you can have it your way. Going forward, put the shoe on the other foot for a minute. Had Clinton won the election, and it was Trump supporters publishing personal information about the Electoral College members and supporters were threatening to kill them, would there not be outrage from the left? Wouldn't there be calls going out for Trump to denounce and condemn this type of criminal activity? For that matter, if Trump supporters started rioting, wouldn't more level-headed supporters and Trump himself not speak out against it? You know, no, but they're, they're not saying anything. They're, they're encouraging it. The left, Obama, Clinton, they're all encouraging it, basically. For that matter, if Trump supporters um, 
Oh, I'm sorry, I repeated that. Children are being beaten, attacked, and, and for no other reason that they, they support Trump, as shown in multiple videos that are surfacing. There's been a lot of black on white, which I've documented this multiple times in the past, a lot of black on white crime. They're blaming anybody with a Trump hat or whatever. You get in the wrong place, in the wrong neighborhood, the wrong time or whatever, you know, all kind of, but you know, the mainstream media just ignores all that. Just like they pretty much ignore all black on white crime. I'm sorry, but I've documented that over and over again. You're 40 times more likely to be beaten by a black person as a white than the vice versa, according to, I believe, FBI statistics. Now, I'm not talking about nice black people or righteous, I'm talking about black thugs here, okay, that are doing this. And they are doing it in mass, and it is total media silence about this, and it has been for years. I have a 40-page Word document on this, okay, and I have... Tons of my black listeners that have emailed me to support me in putting that information out. Because they're righteous people. And they and they could say, yep, I see it. I've seen it, uh, you know, all kind of, you keep, keep saying the truth. I got multiple, so you can't accuse me of being some, oh, I'm whatever. I'm some, uh, I don't like black people and I'm just saying all this because I, <laughs> no, I've got multiple black listeners that have emailed me and i've saved their emails and it's in that document you know i keep them anonymous but i mean it's in the document just to show people like here what do you say to them they're black and they're agreeing with me and then there's black men up on youtube totally documenting this and and you know with all the thing with the stigma with the black on white thing they're up there saying this and i'm sure that they're being totally ostracized by their by the the black community at large but they're up there speaking truth about this and they're up there saying you know confirming what i'm talking about here so anyway let's go forward here um let's see where i left off here um so if there were had clinton won the election and it was trump supporters publishing personal information about electoral college and the members were threatening to kill them, would not there be outrage from the left? Obviously, there would be calls going out for Trump to denounce and condemn this type of criminal activity. And for that matter, if Trump supporters started rioting, wouldn't more level-headed supporters and Trump himself not speak out against it? Sure. Um, children are being beaten, attacked for no other reason than they support Trump. It's shown in multiple videos. So where the heck is Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama? Oh yeah, Obama's actually encouraging the snowflake rioters. And there is a post here from the New York Post. Um, Obama won't stop Donald Trump protesters. He's, they're not going to say, they're going to they're gonna silently say, you're doing good. You're doing good. You're, you're, you're doing exactly what George Soros wants you to do. You're doing exactly what the Illuminati wants you to do. We want to destabilize this country. We want to create as much racial division as possible. We want to make sure we throw as many monkey wrenches into what Trump is trying to accomplish as we can. And again, I'm not saying that like so, Trump's some kind of, saying or whatever you know there's a lot of things that i'm looking at with people that he might be bringing on board and again i don't know what his final picks are going to be but initially at least there were some really huge red flags with, with some of the people now i don't know who he's going to bring on board i don't know everything about everybody i'm not some political pundit dude that knows everything about that but initially there were some very very concerning things now i don't know whether he was doing that just to kind of throw give the appearance of him being fair and him giving a lot of people that are establishment people that fair shake. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to turn out. 
But I do know if he surrounds himself with neocons and establishment types that they are going to fight him tooth and nail all along the way in trying to implement what he's actually going to try to implement. So I hope he's smart enough to understand that the cabinet he surrounds himself with is going to be 100% crucial. Now, if he's actually on the other side, and if he's actually with the Illuminati, and if it was all a con job to begin with, then that's what we're going to probably see. And then we're going to realize we've been had by that. But still, even if that were to happen, I cannot believe that would be a worse scenario than had Hillary gotten in office because we know what she was going to do. She said what she was going to do and we would absolutely be in World War III. We've already went from DEFCON 3 to DEFCON 5 since Trump won. Meaning DEFCON 3 is, is like, okay, we're kind of gearing up for a potential nuclear war with Russia. Okay, DEFCON 1, we're in nuclear war. Okay, DEFCON 5 is basically like, okay, we're at the lowest level of alert. That's already been, Trump reached out to Putin right away and they lowered that to DEFCON. That's a huge deal. That one thing alone is a huge deal. There's been multiple things that have already happened that have been positive. So again, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of a day-by-day thing. You have to kind of like look at, okay, what are the developments today? What, what direction is this administration leaning toward? Okay, in order to assess it all. And, and it's a kind of a, it's like, it's a work in progress. It's something that's, that's ongoing. So it's hard to be dogmatic at this point. <clears throat> so let's go further here. Uh, this is not just college-age children we are talking about, but the systematic seeding of these little snowflakes throughout society, taught by liberal snowflake college professors. And really, it's the teachers and the college professors that, I blame kind of the most. Granted, I understand it's the curriculum they're being encouraged to push, but this these are the are the people that are are shaping these millennials and the generations coming up now. They're they're shaping them, they're brainwashing them, and to a large extent being being their surrogate parents. They're they're the ones where they're kind of being raped. They're the ones where they're giving their their worldview from. So they're they're doing what they're doing is just beyond evil uh and so it's taught by the liberal snowflake college professors joining organizations that are inciting violence and encouraged by the mainstream media who continue to promote this behavior because of the outcome of the presidential election we are seeing reports of professors at colleges leading anti-trump walkouts with both students and professors denouncing white people trump supporters and republicans so it's all the white people's fault it was called a Oh, what did they say? Oh, something white, um, white lash. Yeah, it was a white. Trump won because of the white lash. All the wicked, evil white people, even though record numbers of black people and Hispanics voted for Trump, which they won't report on that. Okay, but they're saying it was a white. So what they want to do again? They don't want to talk about the Hispanics that voted for Trump or the blacks that voted for Trump or maybe other races. They just want to concentrate on the white people because they're trying to create all this racial division between whites and primarily, you know, Latinos and blacks and get us all fighting with one another, which obviously fits in with their agenda and further destabilizes the country. Gets us fighting with one another and keeps our eyes off George Soros. Keeps keeps our eyes off off Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and the people controlling them. The money behind them and the Illuminati. That's what they want to keep doing. Another report shows a different professor calling the founding fathers terrorists. These are all linked to, in this PDF, 
a lot of what I'm talking about, there's there's it's underlined, meaning there's a link to it. You can click on and go to the report to see it for yourself. Another one, another professor calling Trump presidency the definition of rape. <laughs> okay. Another one has been forced to undergo psychological evaluation after he threatened to murder white Americans as a way of testing their affinity for the Second Amendment. According to the Campus Reform Report, high-ranking college administrators nationwide are horrified by the results of the 2016 election, sending mass emails to their students to express their personal fear and outrage with Trump's election. I tell you, these, these professors at these public colleges are, are, for the most part, I believe it sounds like they're the biggest scum on the planet. The, these, are, these are literal vessels of Satan uh, that are just bent on doing as much damage to these, these public college students as they possibly can. I mean, they're just evil. Pure evil. Going back to the report, is this really what parents spend thousands and thousands of dollars to colleges across America for so their children can learn political ideology from liberal, bigoted, spoiled college professors that are teaching their students not to accept reality rather than being prepared to cope with the world outside of college? These snowflake college students did not create themselves. The problem is systemic. All one has to do is check the college fix and campus reform headlines, and there's links to these uh, in this report, each week to see exactly how dangerous this issue has become and it is getting worse. We have seen the CEO of Packet Sled, Matt Harrigan, he's the CEO of this company, who was forced to resign after publicly threatening to assassinate Donald Trump in a series of Facebook posts stating he was going to get a sniper rifle and kill the president-elect. This is how unbelievably bold these devils are. Now this guy was, you know, he looks to be in his at least in his 40s. So this isn't just millennials, okay? Yes, there is a large swath of, of <coughs> society in all age ranges that are doing this. I saw this report yesterday from uh, Alex Jones. He said he was going into a restaurant and um, he held the door. And then he had two witnesses with him too and they collaborated. He held the door. It was just they were going to get breakfast. Held the door for this uh, elderly lady. And, and um, I guess her husband, they said thank you. He goes out later to do a report just in the parking lot. And I guess some people recognize him. And these millennials, like, you know, trendy guys with, like, beards and stuff are, are over there pointing at him, snickering at him, saying all stuff. And then they, they wait until he's in the middle of his report and they're driving off and they tell him to, you know, F you, basically. It's basically, it's, it, they're driving because they're so brave. They're so incredibly brave. And um, they, he hadn't done anything to them. He didn't even say anything back to them. And then, but before that had happened, he walked out to his car. I mean, Austin must just be a, just, it, it evidently is a trendy liberal H-E-L-L hole. I mean, it, it just must be a horrible, horrible place. And um, he was walking out to his car and this guy, I mean, I think they said he was in his 60s. He came up to up to Jones's window and was he brandished a, uh, a a gun. He they could everybody in the car saw the silhouette of a gun, a pistol that this guy was showing them, and he was just like grinning at him and stuff, and and basically was I guess found. And this was the same guy and his wife that he held the door for when they went in the restaurant. I mean, 
I say that not to emphasize Alex Jones, but to say people are going nuts. The demons and devils in these people that were already there, I guess they just cannot handle the concept of, of a Trump presidency is what it seems like. They cannot handle the fact that the, that the, the goddess of darkness, the wicked witch of the West, is not going to be in office for four to eight years. And they are absolutely coming unglued and going out of their mind. You can't go around and brandish weapons like that. That could get you thrown in jail for a long time. And they evidently have no problem with it. And that was a guy that was elderly. So I'm just telling you, pray about it. Be on guard. These people are, um, they're, they're, they're insane. They're demonically totally infested is all I can really think. And you never know what even sect of society you're going to be dealing with where that may manifest, it sounds like to me um now this guy he's a ceo of, of this big company and he's going up on facebook and saying i'm going to get a sniper ri rifle and kill the president-elect <clears throat> excuse me when i said these little snowflakes are seated throughout society i wasn't kidding is there's another example which occurred before the election but it's just going viral from a starbucks employee imagine starbucks you know the goddess devil coffee Okay. If you don't know what Starbucks is all about, just get in Starbucks in the keyword search at contendingfortruth.com. You shouldn't give them a dime of your money ever. Okay, They are pure evil. They're pure pro-abortion, um, Planned Parenthood sponsoring. I mean, they do not believe in any kind of righteous free speech. Oh, it's free speech, sure, if, if you're some kind of radical leftist, that's fine. But Starbucks is pure evil. Okay, And that logo is beyond evil if you actually know what it means okay and i won't even get to say anything more about that look it up on my teaching and i'll you know, i'll have the pdf i even show you the pictures <laughs> of what it was originally <laughs> before they cropped the image okay shouldn't give them a dime you're drinking cursed anything you buy from there is cursed christian has no no business going into that place and giving them a stinking dime okay there's a lot of companies like that, like Target too. There's another one. I haven't been there in years. Years. All the way they, they suppress free speech and have their transgender bathrooms and support the, the, the bisexual, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender agenda. Oh, they're, they're disgusting pigs. Okay? These are not companies we should be, or Walmart's another one, that we should be giving a dime to. So going forward here, um, the Starbucks employee, after a customer... Um, tells him, the Starbucks employee, he called the home office and was told he was allowed to choose any name. I, I don't understand that because I, I, I haven't been in there in literally years. But he said that, I guess they wrote the name Trump on his coffee cup. Okay, because that's the name he wanted on the coffee cup. To be put on his cup, and the little snowflakes that worked at Starbucks not only refused to put Trump on the cup, but called the police on him. I mean, you gotta, you gotta think if somebody is is that evil and far gone, where you know you're working for an hourly wage to you know be nice to the customers. I guess the guy wanted Trump on his coffee cup that he was paying for. Not only would they not put that on the cup, but they called the cops on him based on what? Based on what? He's got a video of it online. 
You can watch the whole thing. I mean, it's just, it's total insanity. So what you're seeing here is you're seeing devils come out now that before were kind of a little bit, when, when Obama's been in office for eight years and, and I guess they thought everything was going good and the status quo, they thought they were going to get Hillary in there. And now they're realizing that's not the case, at least for right now. I don't know what the New World Order might try to pull. But they are coming unglued at the seams. On college campuses across our nation, writers have burned the American flag, stage mass walkouts uh, from class class to protest white america it's all about whites being the quintessential uh, and and nor and two you you turn on any type of mass media hollywood programming it's typically going to be some white guy or some sometimes a white woman as the center of the center character for evil they will represent be represented by a white usually a white guy sometimes a white woman that's that's typical okay that is the norm Okay. And all of this is subliminal. A lot of this is, is just, okay, you see this over and over again. And you might not even think about it as you're watching it consciously, but it's being put in your mind. Yeah, white people are the source of all evil. That is true. You know, because Hollywood says so. Like Hollywood really wants, you know, has as your best um, interest at heart. So let's go further here. They've been spraying uh, America KKK on American flags, like okay, white people are all KKK. Obviously, Donald Trump's KKK. Everybody that's, that's supporting Donald Trump's, we're all KKK. We all wear our hats, and and we, and we all white power, and we're all out there burning crosses, and and you know, hanging up uh, black people on crosses and stuff like that. And, and and you know, obviously, we're all doing that. You know, you know, as our side, as our side hobby. You know, but that's how. So much of the time it's being portrayed. I saw a commercial the other day that the left had run, and it showed a guy where, and it just, you heard him talking, he says, I like Donald Trump because he's a good businessman. He had firewood, and, he, and then he, and then he was putting it on a fire pile, and then in the background you saw all of his buddies burning a cross wearing KKK outfits. And then it showed, go to the next one, it says, a guy up on a ladder and it looked like he was painting the house, but says, I like Donald Trump because whatever, he's, he, uh, whatever, well, for whatever reason. And then as the, as the camera panned back, it said he had spray painted on their white power, you know. And all of these lies, all of these things where, you know, if you had went to an actual Trump rally and you look around, you're going to see blacks, you're going to see Hispanics, you're going to see a lot of different races represented there. Not just, but see, they don't want to, look at that at all and you're going to see a lot of people that are making friends and networking and being nice to one another and are not being prejudiced to one another i went to one of the things and i couldn't even get in but i'm telling you i had a very good vibe about the people there the people i didn't have a good vibe about were all the protesters that were protesting my right to even go in and hear the man speak i couldn't get in anyway because we didn't get there in time but I wanted to see what it was all about, and I'm telling you, they were that crowd was worse, far worse, I would have to say, far more violent than the crowd that was at the Asheville Planned Parenthood protest that I had went to some months earlier. Far worse, far more volatile, far more violent, far more out of their minds, okay? <laughs> and that was, so, but it was the same people, just worse, way worse and way more of them so 
I've never just seen a clear delineation, a more clear delineation of good versus evil than I have seen in this election. And again, I'm not saying that because I think Trump represents some bastion of pure goodness, but I'm talking about the movement itself. I'm talking about the people that a lot of people that have woken up to a lot of the things that he has talked about, a lot of the policies. Now, whether he implements them, I don't know. Whether he ends up to turn out to be Satan incarnate, I don't know. But I'm talking about the platform he has run on was one of of pretty much a righteous platform wanting to bring goodness to the country wanting to bring a lot of good things wanting to shut down you know seal the borders wanting to bring jobs back to america instead of destroying the infrastructure of of america one that was wanting to vet the radical muslims that are kind of and you could go on and on and on and on it, it, we we're talking about people that were wanting to pursue a righteous multiple righteous causes under this platform so Let's go further here. Uh, where are we at on time? Okay. Uh, let's go further here. So this guy was going to, you know, the one guy was going to get a sniper rifle and kill President Trump, um, President-elect Trump. College administrators and professors have canceled classes in midterms so students can cope with the trauma of the Trump election. University groups are also holding group cry-ins. Yes, you read that right, you heard that right, as well as organizing group hugs for students to deal with post-electoral trauma. One Ivy League university even held a post-election safe space with puppy cuddling and coloring books. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even take this seriously. I mean, hey, I love puppies. You know, I love to hug a puppy, but I'm not going to have to hug a puppy because Hillary's not getting it. I'd hub a hug a puppy out of joy that she's not getting in. Oh, my word. And, hey, you know, I'll color some coloring books. I don't care. You know, I've little kids, you get them around me, I'll color with them. That's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, these are grown adults. Oh, this is so insane. Another, another college offered students building blocks <laughs> and Play-Doh. Oh, my word. I wonder if they gave them comics so you can take the Play-Doh. If you ever done that when your kid's fun, you like take the Play-Doh and it like it it pulls the the ink off the off the page and then you can see the comic on the Play-Doh. <laughs> I wonder if they included comics with it cuz that was always fun as a kid to do that. Oh my word. Yeah, by refusing to accept the results of the election, you student protesters just show that if you don't get your way, you will riot, protest and complain like a temper tantrum toddler um a toddler throwing a temper tantrum and that's exactly what we're dealing with here arrested development i mean these people are literally uh, like caught back when they're they're a five-year-old and so many of them have been brought up like that where they're just entitled um you know and you everybody's a winner and, and it's all equal and, and and everybody gets a trophy and all and stuff that's not real life you know you have a game there's a winner and there's a loser but you know what the losers are going to be the ones that learn the more important lesson every single time and i'm not saying yo we just go around and lose because we learn better lessons i'm saying you try your hardest or whatever and if you've lost and you've tried your hardest then you, you've gave it your all okay that's a valuable lesson it's called real life, okay? But the but the kids that are being raised nowadays in the public school systems and the, they're not taught that. They're taught, oh no no, everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's no, it doesn't work that way, you know. 
even the Bible says to, to you know, to the, the, the victor goes to the winner of the race, you know? I mean, uh, anyway, last week it was reported that massive protests were being planned for July on Inauguration Day. Now that's going to be the day to look at. Um, a lot of prayer, I, I hope, is going to be going up regarding Inauguration Day because they really may be planning. <laughs> I've heard different theories, and one of them is that they, they're not going to really go great gun gonzo until Inauguration Day when they can formally blame everything on Trump because he's not president yet. He's president-elect. Now, that may not be the case. We may have all kind of things, and I do believe we're going to have all kind of things leading up to that, and maybe they might try to pull something crazy, the Illuminati, leading up to that. So there's a lot of different scenarios um, that could go on here. Uh, so massive protests are being planned for January on Inauguration Day in the nation's capital by those protesting the presidential elections. Groups like uh, the anti-war group Answer, which announced their plans on Facebook on November 10th, 2016, and there's links to all this, show that nearly over 9,000 people claim they will be attending with another 30,000 listed under the interested category, a pro-Clinton group named Roar for Hillary is also planning a million-woman march on January 21st. Uh, continuing, anyone that might have been watching the news <clears throat> of late knows that the protests since election night have spawned riots, violence, injuries, and even shootings, so it is not unreasonable at least to expect some type of violence and the authorities are planning accordingly. Now here's another thing too. Not only are they suppressing all of the of the really white people being beat up is what the most of them are, but Trump supporters in general being beat up. That's fine. That's good. That's that's wonderful. You're carrying out the New World Order plan. That's fine. Not only suppressing that, but I look at all these things, and this is going out in my next uh, newsletter, and... Um, Obama sets new records for regulations, 527 pages of regulations in just one day. This devil is trying to do the maximum amount of damage before he gets out of there. And again, a lot of it is not only to make sure that Trump will have the hardest time possible, uh, but he also knows a lot of these policies are going to implode and explode, and, and, and Trump's going to have to deal with the aftermath of them. And it's just going to be all the more hassle for Trump to try to reverse all of this. You know what I mean? Just, Just... As many monkey wrenches as, as Satan can throw into his administration, that's what's going on. At least it certainly appears that way. And then <clears throat> um, the next report. The fix is in. Talk show giant Michael Savage predicts Obama will poison pill the nation before he leaves office, which is much like the first uh, subject line we just read. Uh, uh, next one. On pace to increase debt by $2.4 trillion. This year, Obama is on faith. He wants to just annihilate this country as much as he can before he gets out of here. Fox News, government signs executive order for possible martial law in December of 2016. Next one, Obama releases Haitians coming from Mexico. Par plans to pardon illegals. This is all stuff he's planning to do in these last 60 days. New center to process illegals influx because they're coming in now more than they have ever come in. Uh, and then three Pakistani men, who I'm assuming are Muslims, apprehended at the Arizona border. I mean, this is just unbelievable. It's it's one thing after another after another. And then on the on the flip side, the reports on the flip side are Trump issued major announcement on concealed carry. Gun owners everywhere are freaking out, and this was in a good way. It's only a two minute video if you want to watch it. Um, and I'll, it'll be the next newsletter I put out.
Um, America great again. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, housing starts to soar to 25.5%, a nine-year high. The guy's not even in office, and all of these positive indicators are happening. And this is why they're trying to do everything they can to make sure that the economy implodes, you know, because they see this stuff happening, and they're like, no, 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 no. If the left sees all these positive things start to happen, then they may start to get on, you know, the Trump train or whatever they call it, and then we won't have all this racial division. We won't have everybody at everybody's throats, and they won't have mass cry-ins, and or at least it'll be a lot less. You know, they won't, they don't want that. Um, next report: Thanksgiving meal much cheaper. Turkey prices to drop. Jobless claims sink to a forty-three year low. Pence tells House GOP to get ready for sweeping legislation. Um, you know, so again, the, the, but then then the next report: CBS, CNN, Salon caught creating fake news. So the amount of brainwashing right now and also internet restrictions on like Facebook and, and uh, whatever, Twitter and Instagram or whatever, is at an unprecedented level, okay? They are trying to do everything they can to put out all their fake news and to suppress the alternative media that's actually putting out real news. So there is a war on right now in the media that has never ever been this out in the open and this much of a of a gigantic um thing that we're facing here i've never seen anything like it and i'm not even talking about that much today i'm just trying to cover kind of this one uh report but it that does heavily impact what we're talking about today as well so let's go forward here um and it's pretty bad when Piers Morgan is actually rebuking the left, I mean, because Piers Morgan's a devil, okay? But it's pretty bad when he comes out and makes this announcement, and it says, Piers Morgan over at Daily Mail Online has a must-read message to the Snowflake Millennials, telling them that awful feeling you've got is called losing. It happens, which is true. And then he goes on to say, stop crying, Stop taking personal days off work to process what happened. Stop huddling with your equally distraught buddies in Starbucks over your venti iced white chocolate mocha. <laughs> Stop howling away on social media about how unfair life is and how it is the end of the planet as we know it. Stop updating the exact number Hillary won by the popular vote. And that's total garbage because, like I said, she had like 7 million dead people all vote for her, coincidentally, and then millions and millions of illegal aliens that she had no, had no right to ever even vote, vote for her. Then all of the vote rigging with where they're doing vote flips where they, they've documented over and over people punching in Trump and then automatically going to Hillary and them not being able to do anything about it. And all of the things that you can do with Diebold machines where you can flip the vote and all the software that was already pre-installed. As much things as they had in place, and I'm sure that they thought that they were going to win, and that was why they were just so over, overconfident, it still wasn't enough. Thank God for her to rig the vote and to get in. Okay, She didn't win the popular vote. That's a lie. But anyway, um, she, uh, then it goes on to say, stop marching around screaming your fury at the result when many of you couldn't even uh, couldn't even. Uh, when many of you couldn't even bother to vote, because many of them didn't, stop retweeting all your favorite celebrities' own outbursts of peak and rage and anguish. Stop demanding the Electoral College reverse the, the decision in December. In short, stop being such a fox-tormented bunch of absolutely deluded cretins. And fox 
or, or faux basically means fake, okay? They're, they're fake tormented. They, in other words, can you imagine this generation when actually things get really bad? Can you imagine this 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 soft generation that's really never so many of them have never even really faced adversity. They've never actually worked probably a hard day of work in their whole life. Now again, I'm generalizing. I know there's exceptions to the rule. Okay? I'm sure there's millennials that are listening to me right now that you know did grow up knowing what hard work is and did grow up knowing what discipline. Okay. I'm not talking about you guys, okay? <laughs> I'm talking about these this other majority that haven't known that, that have grown up in this little molly-coddled world of, of whatever. And I can't even imagine when things do go bad, how they're going to react, what they're going to do. I mean, if they're acting like this over an election, can you imagine if the actual economy implodes and we've got World War Three and the Muslims are released and all of their little paradigms are shattered and they're actually, you know, maybe dealing with life or death situations. Oh my word. <laughs> this is why you don't want to be in the cities when this stuff goes down. It's particularly there. Uh, the examples I have found could fill multiple pages, but the point here is that these snowflakes are far more dangerous than we gave them credit for. And again, we haven't really, this is all, this isn't, this isn't real, um, adversity that they're facing here this isn't this isn't anything that where they're not going to be able to get their starbucks today or whatever whatever their social media and they're not going to be able to plug into the matrix or play their video games or do whatever that they do or get their drugs and stay on their meds can you imagine when, when the when the economy and all this stuff imposed because it's a matter of time and i've said this for a year it's going to happen at some point they're going to have their order out of chaos and the bible predicts it the Bible predicts that we're going to have a rule of Antichrist and false prophet in the tribulation, most likely a seven-year period, and, and that, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff leading up to that, and most likely World War III is going to precede that. And they're going to bring the order out of chaos. They're going to have their maximum shock and awe. And, you know, that's not going to be pretty. And these people are going to go... If you think they serve Satan now, they're going to they're gonna rob Peter to pay Paul to do anything they've got to do to preserve their own hide. Because their lives are based in self-centeredness. Which is really the root cause for almost every sin. Is self-centeredness. And you can even boil that down to self. Okay, it's all about me, me, me. And this is what this generation that we're looking at that is pure in their own eyes. But is yet not washed from their own filth. This is what, uh, uh, really what the fifth column enemy is. Because I talk a lot about, oh, it's going to be the Muslims and it's going to be the, the gangs that get activated and it, it's going to be the radical elements of, of, let's say, the black Muslim movement and then it's going to be foreign troops on our land that are already pre-positioned. But I haven't even talked about these, these dudes. These are going to be like the ultimate little narcs that are going around reporting on the whereabouts of any patriots or things like that. Th these are going to be the little minions that I believed that are going to mark the righteous. Because they're already pre-positioned in society. And they're already sizing up this. And I think that's going to be one of their primary jobs. Because they're too, they're too gelded. They're too, they're too um, spineless to do, I really believe, the real work of killing. I don't think they've got that, that, um, that aspect enough in them. Now, I know there's exceptions to the rules, okay? 
But I do believe that they're going to serve a purpose, obviously a big purpose in the New World Order. And they'll be promised rewards, they'll be promised protection, they'll be promised food and shelter and these types of things if they go along and do these types of things. So I think that's how their, their, their part in the, in the coming New World Order is, is going to be. Um, it's probably going to be somewhere along those lines. Um, so this goes on to say, the examples I've found could fill multiple pages. But the point here is that these snowflakes are far more dangerous than we've given them credit for. More, pro, more, more protests are being planned up until the day Trump is to be sworn in as president, and there's no indication that these people will stop then, especially the ones being organized by professional groups that are paying protesters, well, Soros, and bussing them in to cause violence and start riots. If you've, see, if you've seen any of my reports lately, just report after report after report of all the Soros paid protesters bussing them in to all of these different place, places to protest Trump to create as much division and chaos and all whatever they're trying to do. And they're being paid well. I mean, I've heard 35 bucks an hour. I've heard you can make up to two grand a week. There's been things on Craigslist that have done. I mean, these are legitimate things up on the internet. And again, I can't even get into all of them today, but my last newsletter I put out gave you multiple examples of that. So that's what I try to do with the newsletters is kind of fill in the gaps between my audio teaches because there's no way I can cover this all um, with my massive, massive time constraints of trying to do everything in, within the ministry. Um, to try to get this all out. Uh, so let's go further here. Uh, Trump's election may already be showing signs of helping the economy even before he's sworn in, and his policy stances on terrorism and immigration may mitigate the dangers coming from the outside after he starts implementing them. But the dangers from within has just increased exponentially. And then there's a little video I was going to play here uh, of a guy, like a cowboy guy, giving a little rant here. Let's talk about these protesting college kids. Good for you. Great job exercising your First Amendment rights. Well, now I'm going to exercise mine. What are you protesting? The American political process, the Electoral College, the Constitution? No. You just didn't get your way. Get back in the Starbucks and yell about your latte order getting messed up. Maybe go back to class. Start with Civics 101. Yeah, I remember when I was in college and thought I knew everything, too. Look, I blame my generation. Yes, my generation, because these whiny college kids... They're our kids. They're our responsibility. You see, our baby boomer parents, they worked hard, and in many cases, they became wealthy. It took them years to accomplish that. Many and I'll be honest, that's what happened to me. I had baby boomer parents, totally baby boomers. Um, and um, they, I mean, a byproduct of the baby boomers from the Second World War, after the troops got back, they produced a generation. I mean, they were... They were having babies like crazy that was the baby boom generation that was my parents generation and they grew up in like you know late 50s into the 60s and they had very my parents had a very liberal mindset you know and i mean rock and roll partying pot smoking drinking you name it man my parents were were liberal i mean and that's how i was brought up and i was brought my parents my parents did well my dad worked hard and my mom worked hard my mom was a phone telephone operator for i don't know how many decades and and my dad had his own various own businesses i mean the one business he sold for like a million he had two-way communications and then he, he ended up um installing satellites for a while and then he developed that portable evaporative cooling fan way cool uh, i think they've re renamed it or whatever it was unbelievably innovative my dad was he was amazing i mean he was an inventor a really good businessman 
And, I mean, he had his own factory and everything, and then the company got stolen from him by the fifth richest family in Minnesota. But I was brought up in a, you know, a upper middle class. A lot of people, they were just flat-out rich, private subdivision, you know, in Florida, in, for, in southwest Florida, uh, North Fort Myers area. And, and I, you know, I didn't, I, although, here's the difference. My parents, I knew what hard work was, though. I would go and I would work with my dad. I would work in the summers, in, in the summer in Southwest Florida, <coughs> which is the subtropics, <clears throat> with my grandma and grandpa, and they had a lawn care service. And we would service big condos, and I mean, it was grueling hot, nasty work, okay? Mowing lawns all day long, okay? Um, Self-propelled push mowers and, and mowers and weed eaters and spraying weed killer and all the stuff hot miserable work i mean we're talking the subtropics in florida is a hot place okay and that's how i spent my summers for the most part um from a pretty early age and then i would work with my dad and then i had my own lawn care thing that i had lawns that i cut around the neighborhood and then i had to do chores at the house and and um you know, I didn't like it. I didn't like it really at the time. It wasn't anything I was gung-ho about, but you know what? It made me a better person. And it was, and you know, that was how I wasn't just given money. That was how I had to earn money. Was I given a lot of nice things though? Was I kind of spoiled? Yeah, I was. My parents had the money and they were always very generous with me. And that was one thing. I mean, my dad had a violent temper, um, but that was one of the things about my dad, man, he was not cheap, you know, and he was very good to me. And, 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 but I also knew the meaning of hard work. And that was, a, that was taught to me from a very early age. Now, granted, um, compared to like my, like grandpa or somebody or somebody that had just come over from like, you know, you know, got here from like Ellis Island or something and they had nothing to start out with. But I, and I heard this mentioned the other day. We stand on the shoulders of the generations before us. My, both my dad's parents and my mom's parents both were hardworking families, good people, okay, that worked hard. And, and both my mom and my dad stood on kind of their shoulders in order to propel them further. And they did even better, and in fact, from a monetary standpoint, much better. Had my dad actually done the right thing, and actually vetted that company and not sold to that guy and kept the company, which I don't know why he didn't do it. I just think he was a little burned out. That company would be worth, I don't even know what now. I mean, we're talking, I, I don't even know. It had such an application, this this product my dad made. It had such an application. It was such a good product. And that was one of the things. It wasn't a wicked proc. There was nothing evil about it. It was a portable evaporative cooling fan that you could roll around, and it worked amazing. had what they call a centrifugal force fan in it that put out a gob of air. It was self-contained. It looked really, really cool. It looked like a big R2-D2, but it was white. And um, it had a cool name, way cool. He was starting to get orders from, you know, across the, you know, uh, in other continents and stuff. It would be a multi, 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 multi million dollar company had he kept it, you know, um, or had it not got stolen from him. So my dad was was I mean a great example of what this guy's talking about, you know. 
but it, it is why it's so important when you raise your child to obey biblical principles. And though, although my dad didn't know it, there were some things where he was bringing me up as far as discipline goes, where that was biblical, what he was doing. I mean, you didn't want my dad. I mean, my dad would take it too far, though. I mean, in some of the stuff I got punished for, I mean, I would be like, you know, uh, almost to the point of death literally some of the stuff that he did to me growing up which was just ridiculous one time i bought the wrong kind of m&ms and i brought the bag back and he saw it and he went nuts and i got home and he got he smothered me and i mean to the point of, of i almost died you know when you when you pee and poop yourself and and you are are almost to the point of death it's called the riddick reaction and that happened to me several times he did that to me over just stupid stuff he was a byproduct of, of his generation. His brother had abused him, and, and, and my, you know, we had some problems generationally with that whole temper thing. I mean, there was stuff done to him that was really, really horrific, and that those demons don't go away, you know? And, and I mean, unless you get delivered from by the Lord Jesus Christ, that wasn't the case. So I knew what discipline was. I guess the point I was trying to make is that some of the discipline was righteous, though. A lot of it was. I was not going to get away with stuff. I don't see that today. I don't see biblical discipline being meted out in a proper way anymore. You know, I did that with Taylor, okay? But I never did the stuff my dad did. You know what I mean? Thank God, you know? Um, but I was also saved, you know, after... after uh, or before Taylor was born. So let's go back to this video. They worked so hard they forgot they had kids that needed discipline. So discipline began to fade away. My generation, their kids, Generation X, came along and we were spoiled rotten. We got stuff instead of quality time. We got our way. We got out of college thinking the world owed us something. Immediately we thought we deserved to be successful right now and on par with the 30-year accomplishments of our parents. And we weren't and we became disillusioned. Then we had millennial babies. Oh, they'd never know failure. We wouldn't allow it. These wondrous miracles that could do no wrong, that deserved the best in comfort, luxury, and gaming systems. They needed the fastest internet and constant praise and a trophy for everything they sucked at. The latest and greatest for my babies. They didn't just want it, they deserved it. This generation even wants emotional things. We need to feel right about our world, and if it doesn't make me emotionally satisfied, there must be something wrong with it. So now we've got our coddled protesters curled up in their college cry zones. How can I be expected to take a test when I really don't feel good about reality? <laughs> I'm sorry your daddy called you princess, baby. Because you're not one. Daddy lied. What do you expect from kids that grew up warping their brains watching the Wiggles? Fruit salad. Listen, pumpkin spice, going to class is a privilege, not a right. Your education, while not really preparing you for a lot of what's headed your way in life, isn't free. And I'm guessing mommy and daddy pays the bills. So here's an idea. Why don't you just quit school? Go get a job and some health insurance and live happily ever after. <laughs> That's right. The folks you're protesting for have made those things virtually impossible. And you have no marketable skills. So get back to class, Snowflake, while the rest of us fix this. Now, kids, for our next class, we're going to teach you how you can't call a person that married a foreigner a xenophobe. <laughs> Love y'all. God bless. Here's a Facebook post when what you really need is a spanking. <laughs> Let's talk about these protests. So anyway, that guy... <laughs> Anyway, I, I thought that was pretty cool, with his, his little rant up there. That was his little take on things. Um, I'm way over time on part one, so I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we'll go to part two next.
Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.